Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the Welcome to Asgard podcast, episode 375, where tonight I'll give my thoughts about Cobra Kai Season 5, which I just finished the other day. Man, oh man, another fantastic season with a great ending. Cannot wait to see even more Cobra Kai coming forward. And to be honest, I hope that the next season is also about six months away, just like the last two seasons have been six months apart. I I personally like that a lot when you have 10 episodes to a season, but they're all really solid episodes. I really want to watch them as soon as I possibly can. So we'll have to wait, of course, and see what exactly happens with that. I don't know if they're going to try to push it off until maybe next year, uh, try and give them a full 12 months, and then next year do a two seasons, six months apart. I don't know. I haven't looked that far into it because I've just watched the show and it is is phenomenal. I also just started watching Reacher the other day and I am now on episode seven, about maybe 10 minutes left in episode seven out of an eight episode season. Uh, This is the first season of Reacher. Uh, I believe the new season is expected to come out sometime uh, either this year or next year. And that is also a fantastic show. So it was very nice. It was very nice to have Cobra Kai to go to, and even nicer to have a show like Reacher to go to. I know that I'm late to the party on that. I know that Reacher has been been out for a while at this point, um, but I am very, very happy with what Reacher has provided as a show, and I cannot wait to see the season finale, which is the next episode up on my list after, of course, I finish episode seven, but it has been quite solid, and yeah, I've needed some good shows. I needed some good content to really wash the bad taste out of my mouth, which was the House of the Dragon episode, so I've gotten a lot of hate on my review of episode four of House of the Dragon. Apparently, some people have even unsubscribed from the channel, you know, when people put in the comment section, unsubscribe, well, it turns out it looks like some of those people this time around actually meant it. And, uh, yeah, all I can say is that if, if you don't like it, hey, I, I can't force you to, to watch it. And seeing that that's the same argument that you try to put towards me, all I can say is... It's <laughs> the best I can respond at this point. Before I even go any further, though, please make sure that you smash that like button, live that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. We also live on Rumble this evening, which reminds me to get the Rumble stream up. This is now the second video that I am doing over on Rumble. So, thank you again to anyone who is a Rumble supporter and who wants to watch over there. I am all over the place. I'm on DLive tonight, Rumble, Odyssey, YouTube. Again, all over the place, and it's a lot of fun. So, smash that like button, lap the fire button, smash the Rumble button as well. And let's say hello to some people. We got Odyssey's Abomination. What's going on, Abomination? Thank you very much for being here. Yeah, multiple shows to watch, multi- multiple good shows, solid shows to watch. Definitely a rarity, it seems, these days, but but it is there, right? Sometimes I feel that we can fall definitely into that era of despair, of saying there's nothing good on TV these days, and maybe just try to only stick with things that came out 30, 40 years ago. And there's nothing wrong with that, because a lot of the stuff that came out a while ago was indeed really good. But it's nice to know that there are some really good things coming out of Hollywood still, and I think Reacher is absolutely one of those shows. What I I like most about it is that it's just a fun show. 
it's it's well written. It gets you interested in the uh, the story. It brings you on a a journey, which is what again a story, a good story at that is supposed to do. You have the development of these character arcs over these episodes, and only having eight episodes, and yet having so much happen in each episode to really push the plot along and to develop the characters is just fantastic. It's such a rare thing. It seems to have that done well. Not to mention, as far as politics are concerned, there really isn't a whole lot of politics in there, though there are definitely some subtle moments uh, in the show that I think one could definitely you know, extrapolate upon and try to pull some things out. For me, the one moment that I absolutely will point out and say I personally thought that it was a, a great moment, probably one of my favorite moments, is there is a, a part of the show where one of the characters who, uh, again, I won't try to do much of spoilers as far as that show is concerned. I know it's been out for a while at this point, but I do want to try to avoid spoilers. Don't worry, Cobra Kai will be spoiler-free as well, just because, again, that is a brand new series, though that will be much more difficult. But I will say that when it comes to Reacher, there's a great moment where a, a character on the show is is killed along with his wife, and they find out through uh, one of the photos in the home that they were expecting. And one of the things that Jack Reacher's character says on two occasions, trying to make it very, very specific, was not only was the husband and wife killed, but their child as well. And then there's a part that happens just a little bit later on and then says, hey, I need to go talk to the person's parents so that way I can tell them about their son and their daughter-in-law's death. And then Jack Reacher goes in as, and adds in, and granddaughter. And that, to me, was just a very powerful moment because, as you all know, I am I'm very passionately pro-life. And though I don't think that that was necessarily their intention, it's moments like that where you just, again, appreciate the fact that, that a show is even doing that. You know, because in modern-day Hollywood, shows would typically go off on a tangent about the opposite position, right? Um, and so it was just nice to see. But let's go ahead and and dive further into the chat. Let's see. Abomination over on Honesty has said to tag, well, I agree with your assessment. There are boundaries we should not cross and people seem obsessed with going more graphic just for the sake of being more graphic. And that was something that I did see uh, in a lot of the people that went after me for my thoughts on, on House of Dragon. It was very weird to see the perversion that I was calling out being defended. Some people's excuse was, well, it's in the books, and so therefore it should be in the show. And it's like, oh, so if any book is adapted, no matter what material is in the book, you, for the sake of purity, would say that, oh, no, they should absolutely, you know, do whatever it is that's in the book. Again, hopefully you realize that that can cause a lot of problems. Not to mention, just because something is in the book does not mean that you have to portray it as such in the book. Meaning, you can convey the same story in a very different way visually. And the biggest issue, again, with House of Dragons' most recent episode is the fact that the show, because that's the other thing, too, is a lot of people didn't watch my video either, and it was very clear from the comment section, from the get-go, that they hadn't watched my video. They didn't listen to any of the commentary. They didn't listen to, to the attempt at a more nuanced approach to, to, to why my criticism was the way that it was. A lot of people bring it up, well, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. It's like... Here's the issue with this specific show and with this specific episode of the show. You have two young actresses who, when this was filmed, one of them probably was 17 years old, 18 at most, right? Right now she's 19. That's one of the characters. The other character 
is 22, meaning when they shot it, they probably she was around 20. They have made both of these actresses look much younger than they are, making them look like very young teenagers. So the issue that I have is that you have characters that in the show specifically, I don't care what the book says about their age, in the show, they are being portrayed as young teenagers and they are doing the things that they do in this episode. And that to me is where the problem lies. You don't have to show those things the way that you show them. And if you are going to portray a character in a certain way, it's similar to the issues that I I would have with a show like Glee, for instance, right? You have Glee, and I know this is an obscure reference, but Glee, you had a lot of college-age actors portraying high school students, but they were doing things that high school students shouldn't do and also showing things where you're like, oh, that's kind of weird for you to be showing that. To me, it's the same logic where if you're going to portray actors in a way in which they are portraying young teenagers and therefore, again, as a teacher, children, and you are going to then portray them in situations that are far above and beyond what is appropriate for them, and your immediate excuse is, well, it's in the books. Oh, well, you know, it's just, you know, you know, just get over it, you prude. It's like, no, how about instead we don't have these visualizations being put out there to be consumed and we call them out because the same people or at least some of the same people who called out cuties for that nonsense, albeit those were actual young children, preteen girls. So that's an even worse scenario. It's a similar logic going on here where you have actresses being portrayed as younger than they are being shown in a very visual way. Doing actions is really the cleanest way that I can say it. So if, if that makes me a prude, I don't know what you are and I don't want to be on your side. Again, I just that that's where I stand on that. Anyway, Gary Banjo Sandwich, Worthington, hail to you. He says, new cyberpunk edgerunner anime. Not bad halfway through it. Haven't heard of it. Uh, Orange Review says, Cobra Kai Season 5, a Throggle. You know what that is about, Odin. I do. Yes, one of those uh, bonding moments, if I remember correctly, between two of the characters. Wasn't that the bonding moment between uh, Chosen and... Uh, I don't know why I was going in the direction of... It's not Daniel LaRusso's character. It's not the, it's not the character of Daniel Johnny Lawrence. Isn't that the one where it's Chosen and Johnny uh, who are bonding over that? Yeah, that was fantastic. Either way, no matter who, no matter which character it was, it was a great moment. Mike Jackson in the chat. Hail to you. Snortapoopus Cuber says, Hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on? Thank you very much for being here. Tina B, Empress of the Universe. Thank you for being here. Uh, again, thank you for being here as my Valkyrie and my mod. I appreciate it very, very much. Mike Jackson tagging there. We got GMonkey76 in the chat. Curezilla in the chat. Hail to you, Curezilla. Let's see. AVN rules. What's going on? Welcome. Alice McCarthy says, howdy. Ooh, and how's it going? How's Thor, Cobra Kai, and Reacher are awesome and way better than RIPD. Yes. Well, RIPD is trash, whereas Cobra Kai is just, again, every season has been great. Every season has been fantastic. Even though there are definitely similar beats that each season goes about, this season, I think, did take it up a notch. The stakes definitely felt a lot more realistic uh, in this episode or in this uh, series. Let's just say that life and death actually become something that you are genuinely concerned about with certain characters, which 
existed to a certain extent in previous episodes, but not nearly the same. Uh, let's just say Terry Silver, one of the greatest vil- one of the greatest television villains of of recent memory. Like he is such a good villain from his, his psychological warfare, his psychological. It's just everything about Terry Silver is great, and and the actor playing him too. By the way, he has grown so much because I remember watching uh, watching Karate Kid Part Three and just think, just cringing at the performance given uh, by that actor because Terry Silver it just was so over the top. It was so cheesy over the top. Whereas now I feel like the actor has clearly gone through enough to be able to have that same level of insanity, but in a much more tempered way. And it's great. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, a big, big fan. Anyway. Yeah, he is, he is an awesome villain, to say the least. Let's see, Laura, the modern major general. What's going on, Laura? Thank you for stopping by. I appreciate you. All right, who else is here? Let's see, Abomination over on Odyssey says, I remember there was a book that had actual underage uh, underage relations, but wasn't included in the movie. I want to say it was a Stephen King book, but I don't know for sure. People defending adaptations with, well, it's in the book, should probably remember there are situations like that. Exactly. Just because something is in the book does not mean that you necessarily need to portray it as such. Not to mention, there are ways in which you can portray certain stories and story and certain elements without having to show anything. I even mentioned this in the video. Again, the video that I think the vast majority of people who disagree with me did not even take a second to watch. Because, again, they saw the title and said, oh, we're just going to react on the title. And they they missed the part where even earlier in the series, there's a moment when you have, again, one of the younger girls marrying the very older man. And they're going to say, well, that's how it was in history. Okay, just because that's how it was does not mean that you have to be visual. Because guess what? They actually did that. They showed restraint early on when one of the younger girls, the friend of uh, of the main uh, young actress, who is uh, the Targaryen girl, uh, her best friend, the High Tower lady, the High the High Tower girl, where she's forced to essentially or pressured into marrying the king. And then what do they do? They do a time jump, and she has a son. So they don't show you anything in that, but you know, okay, they've had relations. That's weird, and that's creepy. All right, that's that's already weird enough. But now in this episode, it's like, oh, now we're actually going to show them. And people say, well, they could have shown more. It's like, that, if that's, again, if that's your argument that, oh, they could have shown more, you're missing the whole point of, yes, this character, though, has been portrayed as much younger than what she actually is in real life. And this young actress was about 17 or 18 when they would have shot this. So that is still creepy as all get out. Because when you think about these scenes especially, it's like, you have to remember that there are people behind cameras, not to mention probably hundreds of people on the actual set itself, all just watching this stuff play out. Again, it's weird, to put it lightly. But yes, we will try to keep things spoiler-free. We will try to keep things as spoiler-free as as we possibly can. So, thank you very much for, for that reminder. In the chat. Curzilla says, Hail brother, I want a rosary. Hey brother, hit me up on Discord or email. Tell me which one you want. I had pictures posted at one point. If you need uh, just pictures of the ones that I have available, let me know. 
and uh, we'll gladly uh, gladly send those out. I, I send those out for free. By the way, low watermark. Thank you for the fifty dollar donation via Streamlabs. Thank you so much, good sir. I'm gonna go ahead and highlight that one again. Thank you, man. No message attached to this one, but very much appreciated. Low watermark for your incredible generosity, man. Thank you. Really does mean a lot. Let's see. Jakey Buck says, "Good evening. I binge watched Cobra Kai and loved it. It has the right nostalgia story, and as martial artist, I approve of it. Yeah, it definitely has me intrigued to enter into martial arts again. For those that maybe don't know, I I don't know if I've mentioned this often on the show, but I actually do have a secondary black belt in Taekwondo. Uh, I I took Taekwondo for many years, and when I got to be around the age of fifteen or sixteen, I I pretty much stopped going full time." Um, and then I think when I was around 18, my actual teacher, we didn't really, we didn't call them senseis, at least, uh, at least at that point, we just called them our instructor and he, uh, had decided to retire. And so I, I went to like some of the last of those, uh, training sessions because, you know, I had been with him since I was a kid, you know, I'd been with him probably for a decade at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I was secondary black belt, but it's been, yeah, been about 10, 15 plus years since I've actually trained in it. So, um, but watching the show, watching Cobra Kai definitely makes me kind of want to go back into martial arts. I would definitely do a different martial art though. Cause it's like, okay, I've already done Taekwondo and I don't really know how the whole thing would, would transfer over. Um, I feel like I'd rather, you know, go into something like maybe Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or, um, I, I know that they've also, I've always heard a lot about the, um, oh man, I always forget the name of it, or either it's it's escaping my mind at the moment, but it's the Israeli uh, Defense Force training. Krav Maga. Krav Maga is another one that I've had some interest in, because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Krav Maga, you actually only have about maybe, I don't even know how many, it's like, it's either weeks or months of training, because that's how long it takes to learn, like, the actual, like, moves, and then the rest of your time is just, like, building up strength and and perfecting the the defense uh, system, so those have definitely caught my interest over over time. But Cobra Kai definitely makes you wanna <laughs> wanna start learning some stuff. Kirzilla says, "Heck, I didn't even unsubscribe to Chris Gore after his love for She Hulk. Does he honestly? Does he honestly love She Hulk? Because that disgusts me. <laughs> that just disgusts me. Uh, fear of FEMA. Yes, I do say that. Uh, Rosie G twelve. Hail to you." Thank you very much. Victor Fontaine, about darn time you knocked out the Reacher series. I know, I know. Better late than ever. The reason why I think I held off for so long about it is because I kept seeing the image of the the lead actor. And I don't think that the promo poster does it very does it a lot of justice. Cause it's a guy that I know nothing about. I don't think he's known for much else. I could be wrong on that. So he just looks like a big dumb guy. And I like that that is a joke that's recurring throughout the show. And luckily, though, he's a really good, he's a really talented actor. He does exactly what he needs to do. You know, he's nothing revolutionary or anything, but he is, I think, one that is able to capture not only being a, a big, bulky badass, but he's also able to show that sense of, of heart, right? There are moments where they're just very quiet and just his eyes do a lot of the acting, which is a very... It's a very powerful skill that that only few actors, it seems, in modern Hollywood actually have the ability to accomplish. So I, I got to give kudos to him. So I'm glad that the image, which I don't think did him justice, because, again, he's not really much of a name, um, was able to draw me in and was uh, 
able to get me invested in the show. And now, yeah, as I said, I'm almost done episode seven and only one more episode after after this. So one command, what's going on? Yeah, dude, Cobra Kai has been freaking awesome. Uh, Bruce, hail to you, good sir. Thanks for being here. Mike Jackson, I say, Reacher, closely follow the book, which was awesome. Hey, yeah, sometimes there are moments when following the book is a good thing. And just like with, again, my comments about this show, about rather House of the Dragon and other shows, right? I have a general disliking of the, you know, the sexuality and, and the just the pornographic nature of so many of these shows now. It's like you don't have to be showing the the nudity to portray a love scene. You just you don't, you don't have to do that. And that does exist at a couple of moments in in Reacher. The main difference, though, of course, is like, okay, I can have those moral qualms with that. And I do think that it's a it's a broader issue within our societal structure, because I do think that it is actually a part of something that has has led to a not just a moral degeneracy, but I think it's actually impacted humanity, like impacted um, more so men than women. But again, I I think that it's impacted a lot of people. The difference, though, with House of the Dragon is, once again, the fact that the the young women who are being portrayed as young teens in the show and have been portrayed as those young teens throughout the show are being portrayed in a specific way. That to me is a a line that, that has been crossed. That to me is, is too much, right? For some people, right? That cuties moment was, was enough for them. This to me, it's like, okay, now you've gone to the point where you've gone a little bit too far with again, the age and the way in which the age is being portrayed on the actual show and what is actually being shown, etc. Laura, what's going on? Says, I think it's pretty obvious that Game of Thrones dude is a bit of a perv. The first actress he wanted for Danny, he liked because of the scenes in the Tudors. She was a very young looking actress. He a pattern. Yes, absolutely. No, I, it definitely seems to me like uh, George R. R. Martin is is definitely perverted in, in his mindset. Just not only because of some of the you know, the, the focus is on, on just the, you know, sexuality. And again, some try to say, well, that's what it was like during that time. And it's like, okay, just because that's the case does not mean that you then have to create your own version, basically your own fantasy. It's called the fantasy genre, your own fantasy, which seems to have certain patterns to it. You know, it's one thing if you are going through and portraying historical fact you are portraying historical events. And even then, right, I think that there should be limitations. But, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Uh, Gonzalo, what's going on? Yeah, uh, I won't say the name out loud just for anyone who doesn't want to know much about spoilers. Because to me, it's like that That to me was one I did not necessarily see coming. Uh, JKD Buck says, Cobra Kai Season 5, Episode 4 was hilarious. Makia refused to be in it until they proved to him they wouldn't shame Daniel. I guess he saw The Last Jedi. Dang. Actually, I didn't know that. Alice McCarthy says, One show I like is WWE Raw. Gosh, definitely a lot better than the previous seasons, especially with the return of Braun Strowman. Yeah, I saw that. But ultimately, until Roman Reigns isn't what they're trying to push on the company, I, I have no general interest. Because the dude can't wrestle. Like, the dude can't wrestle. Again, I, I just, even even though people might be like, oh, his character is so much better now and the people around him are great. It's like, I'm sorry, but that dude should not be at the head of a company. It's it, To me, it's John Cena all over again, where it's like, 
No, the dude couldn't fight. The dude couldn't wrestle. And if you can't even wrestle, I'm not going to support you, which is why I'm still on Team AEW, even with all the nonsense going on with them behind the scenes. It's like, hey, at least their top dogs can actually fight. At least their top good dogs are actually good wrestlers. See, over on Odyssey, I think I got that one already. So, again, thank you for hanging out. Uh, let's see. Still no one out on Rumble, but, hey, I'm available over there. So, if anyone does prefer Rumble, it is available for you. All right. Let us go ahead. Again, Low Watermark, thank you very much for that donation. really does mean a lot. One Commandment. Yeah, I mean... And there are some people, One Commandment, who I think would say, well, that's what makes that's what it's supposed to make you feel. It's supposed to make you feel dirty, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes, there is that sense of feeling dirty because of something happening. But then there is, again, you visually showing something that there's no need, one, to actually show, and two, what it is you are showing within the context of the scene itself and the context of what you've been building all season is just despicable. And that's the best way to, to say it. Orange Hat Reviews, it looks like he might have a uh, he might have a connection here to something Abomination had mentioned over on Odyssey. He says, oh, good example of not using book events in a movie is it. The kids in the sewer having adult activity is disgusting. Caused me to throw the book across the room out of disgust. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Just because it's in that book does not mean that, oh, let's now create a visualization of that in our very visual culture. And I think that that is a, a big part of it. Now, some people, are, I think, also misinterpret what I say. Because if anyone thinks that I'm perpetuating or, or trying to push for, you know, burning books or banning shows or anything. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about here. Rather, what I'm trying to point out is I think that we need to start realizing how far our society has, has gone as far as what we are willing to accept and what we are willing to say, oh, this is okay. And how many excuses now, it seems, we have been able to try to come up with when it comes to, to any of this stuff, right? That is, I think, the, the main point of what I'm trying to do is trying to be like, hey, let me try to throw some cold water in the situation and try to have that wake-up call. Because maybe someone needed to hear that. Maybe someone needed to hear that, hey, I didn't feel quite right watching this episode. There was something not quite right about it. Maybe that video was able to think, oh, this is exactly what I was thinking, and it's, and it's okay to have these issues and have these problems. Notice how in the video at no point did I say, this show needs to be canceled and these people need to be arrested. It's like, no. I said, no, this, this stuff is disgusting and perverted and I think it showcases some problems in, in modern Hollywood that, that need to be addressed. So, it is what it is. See, in Blazin, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Chat has jumped on me like it always does on YouTube. Again, please make sure that you smash that like button. It really does mean a lot. We've got 49 people watching on the YouTube side of things. So thank you again for stopping by. As I know, you have plenty of options on nights like this. All righty. Let's see. Tina says, Glee is so 1990s, or is that 2000s? Yeah, that's like early to mid-2000s when that came out. I want to say that came out around the time I was either in high school or about to leave high school. So, uh, yeah. 
And yet, it's a great example of, of what I was trying to choose, <laughs> what I was trying to get at. General Wingster, uh, tagged to say, can't stay for the show, but wanted to say hello. I'll catch the replay. Hey, thank you very much, man. Kurzilla, tagged to say, they are taking any opportunity they can to put the image of children doing something adult as clearly okay as disgusting. And again, that is the main point. They are portraying these actors, right? They are portraying these actresses who, again, this is going to be the ultimate defense. People's like, well, they're of legal age. Okay, that might be true, but how are they being portrayed in the show? They are being portrayed with makeup, with lines, with behavior, with setup as being younger than what they actually are. They are being portrayed as children, as kids, right? As young teens. And so therefore, that is the image they are portraying. Now you take that image and do what they did in the last episode. And if you don't see why that's a problem with what they showed visually based on how they are portraying these characters. Again, I don't know what else to tell you. All I can do is say, I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) This really all is all that I'm left with. That's all that I'm left with at this this point. And for those that are still around, I appreciate very much your your love and support and hanging around because I know it's not a popular take. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there saying, oh, this show is fantastic and probably said that the last episode was the reason why they thought the show is great or has gotten better. And that, again, is something that disturbs me. Because it's like, wait a minute, this episode specifically, if you really pay attention, which I don't recommend anyone does at this point, this had, I would say, the most sexual se- sexual se- scene sexuality in any of the episodes of House of the Dragon so far. So is that the reason why you, you are... In- like Again, it does make you ask the questions of, okay, what about this episode? Is, are you actually finding to be enjoyable? Because there were definitely story elements and story developments outside of these events, but these were the key moments in the show. And again, it's just I find it disturbing. I really do. All right. Back into the chat. Low Watermark says, maybe you should pause. Maybe I should pause what exactly? Because that's the other thing, too, is that because someone mentioned, well, if you don't like it, don't watch it. The problem is, is that, okay, I'm a voice speaking out against it. I stopped watching it. All the other people watching it are either going to praise it blindly or praise it for X reasons. How many people then do you have watching it who can actually speak to the episode and and talk about some of these problems? So that that's the position that I, I find myself in because, and I mentioned this in the video, and, and there were a couple people that I, I think caught it and were appreciative of it, where one of the issues that this show, and especially the last episode has, is that I, I really honestly fear it has that danger of leading many to not only sins of the eyes, but sins of the flesh. And that is, by definition, evil. And so it's one of those tough things where it's like, okay, I stopped watching it because I think it's disgusting and I, I, and I don't want to watch it at this point just because of, of what they have done. Like, I don't want to watch or support these creators with, with watch hours, but then at the same time, who else is going to be out there calling this stuff out? I don't know. It's, it's definitely a tough one. It's definitely a tough one because I sure as heck don't want to watch it. Let's see, Joshua Stranger, what's going on? Welcome back into the chat. 
Yes, indeed. As a reminder, Stephanie B. is not going to be in the chat tonight. She has work on Tuesdays, and so she will be taking the nights off on Tuesdays. And Blazin says, looking forward to the new Quantum Leap. I have never saw any of the Quantum Leaps, so I will say no. Joshua Stranger then says, 10 minutes behind. Any update on DS9? Bruh, I finished that like months ago. <laughs> finished that months ago at this point. Where you been? Yeah, man, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Orange Chat says, context, it was Johnny and the World Tournament guy played by the Norse actor Karsten Nor. Okay, that's right. That's right. Thank you, Orange Chat. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. That makes much more sense. Um, I knew, again, I knew it was a bromance between someone and another, and I, I forgot who it was. Yes. So as they were trying to get into the World Tournament, yeah, the, the bromance between Johnny and the uh, the German fella. That was, yes. <laughs> That was pretty that was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, the the fact that they were referencing Rocky at all was was pretty fantastic. Scott McKenzie, what's going on, good sir? Welcome back. Robert Kerr, what's going on? Welcome. Jay Price, welcome. Your boy Mirage is in the chat as well. Uh, Laura says, I stopped reading Stephen King a long time ago. His books are just filth. I've never read any of them, so I'm glad that I have kind of missed out on that. <laughs> Let's see. Dean Heiss hails you. Thank you very much for being in the chat. Uh, Fuzzy says, I would love to see you stream with Gossix and deprogram Carrie Smith and talk about modern entertainment in general. I would love to as well. I mean, I, uh, I've, I've been on Carrie's show before, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Carrie's always welcome here. As you all know, I tend not to host people in general except for the, the chosen streams just because technologically it does put more limitations on what I can actually do. Uh, because in order to have guest on, you have to use, uh, you know, basically a, a browser, a browsing streaming service in order to make that work without a mess full of headaches. I wish there was an easier way of doing it. Um, but when you do that, it also just makes the, the typical way and typical fashion that I do the shows um, not nearly as straightforward, unfortunately. Um, and so that's why I just reserve that for those chosen streams, because doing it once a month is 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 great doing it more often than that i think that i think that i would just it would start to drive me crazy by the way bright for 95 thank you for that that's a super chat and i will get to that uh once i get to it in the live chat scott mckenzie says it's not just weird it's 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 porn and not neat exactly absolutely absolutely um again it's already bad enough that the show and in, in, in a lot of shows right feature the, the pornographic nature um in the in their stuff again i, I think that there is a huge problem with that because so many, and unfortunately, it's more so affected men, have become so desensitized to that that they don't even recognize and realize that they have either become addicted or they now view women, especially, um, more so as an object for their own gratification than as an actual human being. This is a big problem. Again, as someone who teaches high school, who who sees this going on, who sees... The, the, the dropping in the lack of morality in general, this is a major problem. One of the topics, we do moral projects every year, and a couple of the projects uh, usually will have to touch upon the, the evil that is pornography. Because a lot of things that people don't recognize about pornography, for one, they are a major supporter, whether or not, obviously they would not officially say this, but they are a major supporter and a lot of their money 
goes to sex trafficking. So people always say, oh, yeah, well, that's evil. That's wrong. It's like, okay, well, if you support an industry, then that is very much involved with and where millions upon millions of dollars are going towards sex trafficking. Okay, then why in the world are you still supporting that organization in the first place? In addition to that, you then also, of course, have the other dynamic, which is that it is leading to, especially more so men, because it just impacts men a lot more, more men having sex addictions, porn addictions, and this is something that is one of the leading causes of marriages failing, and also the leading cause of so many other problems within our culture and within our society. Because when you dehumanize another person, which is what pornography is, when you dehumanize another person, you take that with you. Whenever they do the surveys of, of, of again, 50% of marriages end in divorce, normally at the top of the list, it's part of the reason is because of the husband having a porn addiction. So it's a major problem. It's a huge problem. So for us to try to, and, and for others to try to kind of downplay and say, oh, it's not that big a deal. It's not that big of a problem. It is. It is a big problem. It is a, a major problem. And what's even worse, though, about this episode and again, the reason why I said went way too far, because it's already bad enough, is the fact that they are portraying these characters as, as younger than what they actually are. And that, to me, is a disturbing trend. It is a very disturbing trend to see. Uh, Curzilla, yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, would love to send you the rosary. So, yeah, just let uh, just reach out, let me know. Uh, Scott McKenzie, Krav Maga, exactly. That was the one I was looking into. Abomination over on Honesty says, another problem is people mixing up art and pornography. Yeah, again, that is another important thing. The, the problem, though, is that I really can't think of any modern-day TV or movie that does that, right? It's one thing if there is a painting or if there is a statue, right, where it is meant to simply show the human form. You don't really have that in modern Hollywood. Instead, you, you see images being portrayed in a sexual way for, for sexual purposes. So, let's see. A Soul Assassin says, talk to Latino Slant. He's a martial art trainer. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Compare. Uh, I don't even know what that is in Blazing, so I'm not going to do uh, Orange Hat says, Odin Kramaga is very aggressive martial art meant to end a fight quickly and getting the point across brutally. Yeah, that's why I thought that it was one where you you learn, like there's a specific like uh, move set, which it takes a little while, but it's it's one where you can learn it in a very fast time, but then the rest of that time is is just training and fighting and stuff. Kurzilla says, Krav Maga looks interesting, but it would I would like to learn jujitsu submissions. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of different martial arts that I find interesting for, for various reasons. Uh, just another red shirt. Hail to you. Your boy Mirage, uh, who would you cast for a Fantastic Four team? Off the top of my head, I really don't have many people I could think of. I do think John Krasinski was actually a decent choice. The problem, of course, is that he appeared in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and then got treated like utter garbage. Kirzilla says, Chris Gore is still standing his ground after episode four. He swears he likes it. About She-Hulk? I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Jay Price says, go check out interviews on the guy that plays Reacher. He is way more than just a big dumb actor. Oh, again, again as I said, that was the, the image, right? The image that was being portrayed, it came across as such uh, for, the, uh, for the poster. I'm happy to say that watching the show, I don't think that at all anymore. 
but I am glad to hear that there is uh, a lot more depth to him as an actual person too. Um, it kind of reminds me of uh, for anyone who's ever you know heard of wrestling or even just a like a marginal understanding of professional wrestling. You've probably heard of the wrestler Kane, right? Well, what many people don't know is that the man Glenn Jacobs is actually one of like the brightest persons. Like it was always interesting hearing the behind the scenes interviews of people being asked the question of like, who do you think is the smartest wrestler in the locker room? And almost everyone universally would say Kane, uh, Glenn Jacobs, because he was a very well-read guy. And look, he's now the mayor of not too far away from me in Knox County, not too far away from the place where Kane is mayor. Scott McKenzie says, The Reacher series, excellent. The books are really good. Yeah, as you all know, I, I'm much more of a, a visual uh, watcher, so I, I enjoy movies and, and shows over books. That's just, again, the, the medium that I personally prefer. It's part of my, I think, ADD. I, just, I find more enjoyment out of the visual mediums. And so uh, I'm glad to hear that the books are great. Glad to hear that this is a faithful adaptation of the books, too. Because it is, again, very well. Again, there's only been a couple of issues and it's really been more so about those, again, those moral grounds and boundaries that, uh, as I mentioned, I think get, get get pushed too far in a lot of modern Hollywood. I would say that this show is very, very tame by comparison to other shows like Westworld or Game of Thrones or, <laughs> you know, or House of the Dragon. Um, very, very tame by comparison. But, you know, still there nonetheless. Um, but when that's the only issue I have and it's only prevalent in a couple of episodes, you, you definitely can understand the 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 nuance of uh, yeah, and the nuance of the uh just how great I think and how well written the show actually is. All righty, let us see here. Uh Dragon Brick says immoral things are normalized by chipping the norm little by little so people can accept them. And that's what people don't understand, right? Like the same people who are probably going after me would also probably have to admit that we look at what happened with COVID, right? About people's comfort being chipped away, where eventually people are accepting things that had you started that, right? It's about, oh, at first, okay, just wear the mask. Seven, you know, two weeks to slow the spread, right? You start off small, you build, you build, you build, and then what happens? Eventually, you have people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put this, you know, injection in my arm that hasn't had any long-term testing or anything like that to it. So you can see, right, that chipping away works on a wide variety of levels. And the one blind spot that I think a lot of people have for some reason, and I have some guesses as to why, is when it comes to the, the sexual morality stuff going on about what's being shown in the ways that it's being shown. Let's see, Dean High says, finally got to see Maverick yesterday. Fantastic movie. I think it was actually better than the original, especially the flying scenes, although both are awesome. Yeah, I mean, when you go back and watch the original Top Gun it really is honestly amazing what they were able to do for the time period. And uh, some of the shots of the jets especially are great. Now, of course, the downside is is the, the shots from inside the cockpit because it's clearly, you know, not inside of a cockpit. But I think they do a, a pretty good job for the most part. And it's just a fun movie, the, the original. I do agree, though. I personally enjoy the newer one more than the original because I think it's just a better made movie in many different ways. And uh, it is... Again, it's a good homage. It's similar to Cobra Kai, right? They are both paying homage to the original, not tearing the original down, not uh, crapping on the original, but instead paying their respects and building. And that's the important that's the important piece, right? Because because nostalgia is great, and nostalgia done right is awesome, but you also need to have that ability to 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 build upon it as well. 
And I think Top Gun Maverick does a great job of that. I think that also Cobra Kai as a series would also be another one that I think also does a, a very good job as well. Uh, let's see. Abomination over on Odyssey. Tad to say, I also prefer movies over books. My problem is that more than half of the reading I did for school and they force you to read books, even if you hate it. I would have much rather read My Teacher is an Alien series, but no. So I began hating reading in general. Yeah, I know that that is sometimes the sometimes the result of schooling. Yeah, sometimes the, the, the fact that schools will force kids to read certain books because they have been deemed to be the most important books in, um, you know, in literary history. Uh, that's why I much prefer like the summer reading list because it's a, Hey, you have a choice of books here and there, there's a little bit more, again, there's a little bit more. I feel like I am actually getting to choose something over. I'm being forced to read something specific, right? There is still that sense of force because the ultimate truth is that if you're reading for fun, you're much more likely to get something out of it versus you reading it because you have to, right? And I always hated reading, not because of the having to, it was because of the fact that it was hard for me to be able to focus um, because of uh, because of my ADD specifically. So yeah, but I totally, I totally connect with you there, Abomination. And again, thank you for, for being so... Um, Thank you very much for being so uh, supportive over on over on Odyssey. All right, Chad has jumped on me like it always does. Again, thank you very much for being here. Again, make sure you smash the like button, light the fire button, and also smash the rumble button as I am also live over there. It looks like there's one person watching over there, so thank you. I appreciate it. All right, let us see in the YouTube chat where we left off. Cleavis McDonald says, but you're lactose intolerant. Challenge accepted. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man. Uh, you could spoil Cobra Kai away. No, it might be fine for you, Tina, but there's a, I, I imagine there are a number of people in the chat who love Cobra Kai, have not seen it, and want to see it. So, Gus, what's going on? Welcome. Thank you for being here. Also, it only came out about a few days ago, really. It came out on Friday, so... It's even if it was just a movie, right? My my general rule is let's give people about a week to catch up, right? It may not always be everybody because everyone has different schedules. But normally after a week, that's when I, I, I try to, you know, at that point I say, okay, people who want to talk spoilers about things can talk spoilers. Um, but yeah. Orange Chat says, technically burning books is illegal. It falls under censorship in violation of 1A. And in general, I'm not supportive of it. The only time I support burning books is similar to the time in which I support burning an American flag, which is when you're retiring it. <laughs> it's similar to, for instance, the Bible, right? If anyone's ever wondered if you ever needed to retire a Bible, unless you could, you know, donate it somewhere. Maybe it's a very old Bible. Those you probably want to preserve and probably want to donate to a, to a library or to a museum. But let's say maybe it's a Bible you got in high school and it's really beat up and it's just falling apart. You can burn it, actually. Now, of course, you have to do it you know, respectfully, right? Um, you know, you can't just be like, burn! But, yeah, that's one of the ways in which you can appropriately dispose of uh, sacred material. So the Bible, of course, would be sacred. Any objects that have been blessed uh, is similar fashion as well. Um, you know, in fact, there are... Uh, I got this. It was a... It was a subscription called Benedictus, and it had the the monthly readings for for the Latin Mass, 
And I tried it out for a little bit because I had the missile already, but I kind of wanted to see what extra stuff was in this subscription. And there were some really good things in there, right? There were some quotes from the catechism, like from different catechisms from history. And it was really nice the way it was played out. But for me, I was like, you know, I don't really feel like I need this as much. Um, and, and so I have some of them laying around and I'm still like, well, I'm not, I can't just throw them away because they contain scripture within them. So I need to find a time to have a, a giant bonfire to, to burn all the, <laughs> cause I also have several blessed palms from Palm Sunday as well. And the same thing. Now, theoretically, I could also put those into, you know, my garden and that's also totally fine, but. Anyway, Rosie G says, I agree, Odin. The needle has been moved on what is considered decency and not for the good. No, it's not. I mean, the level of corruption has led to a, a lot of problems, right? You've seen the stats. You've heard about the stats about the the marriage rates, right, dropping and plummeting. And for guys, at least, a big part of that is because of the the access to the material that they have. And also, look at, look at what these big companies are are developing right some of these innovations going on in in robotics especially it's creating fake people for one's personal enjoyment it's sad it really is sad and i don't think that we're doing our our kids our grandkids you know our families in general any service whatsoever by just ignoring the problem altogether i forget whether it was i want to say it may have been arizona maybe i've talked about this before but there was a state where they were either going to pass a law like it it was going through the house or senate and or it had actually been passed and signed where they had actually voted to ban for their internet to to ban access to pornographic sites to be honest, because that is a decision that was made at the state level, I actually am very supportive of that. Because, again, even though I'm sure there are ways in which people could get around it via VPN, whatever it might be, I do ultimately think that it is such a major problem for us societally that you know it's worth looking into. But, again, that is, of course, a whole other debate as well when we're talking about banning certain things as well. You know, uh, By the way, WG over on... Uh, through Streamlabs, WG, thank you very much, dude. Seriously, thank you. A hundred dollar donation via Streamlabs. Thank you for circumventing Mama Susan. Says, keep up the great work, Odin. God bless. God bless you, WG. Thank you very much for your incredible generosity, dude. Thank you. And uh, also, Brightburn95, I want to get to your super chat as well. So thank you for the $5 super chat. Says, do you think the best Bond films from the 60s is a toss-up between Goldfinger and From Russia With Love? Russia, Goldfinger, and Dr. No are great films. Yeah, I mean, I love them a lot. I honestly, though, prefer, if I'm going to be honest, I, I prefer the Timothy Dalton ones only because I like Timothy Dalton. I just really like him a lot. And then the later years of the Roger Moore films are also some of my favorites. Um, I think I, I mentioned this before on a chosen stream where even though it has like one of the worst names of the franchise, Octopussy, it actually is a, it actually was one of, uh, my wife and I were watching the entire, all the Bond films, uh, you know, in sequence. And that actually ended up being one of our favorites. So yeah. But anyway, uh, thank you very much, Brightburn95 for that super chat and WG once again for that very generous $100 donation, man. Seriously. You are awesome, and I really do appreciate it. Keely Chow, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. 
Uh, Laura says, George R. R. Martin has said that he couldn't tell Danny's story in Game of Thrones without the sex scenes. I don't buy that. Yeah, neither do I. I, I really don't. Because, again, even if that is true, even if you have to have those as a part of her character arc, guess what? A clever writer can do so without having to be explicit. This is something else that I, I brought up in, in the video that got a lot of, uh, a lot of attention and got a lot of, uh, a lot of attacks. And that was the fact that you look to old school Hollywood. You look to the, the pre, you look to code era Hollywood, right? Where there were even more restrictions than there are, you know, even more restrictions than one would even think existed, right? So, certain things where just uh, you look at a film like Psycho, for instance, and, and just showing what they do show, right? A woman in a bra. Uh, you, you know, having that shower sequence, those were seen as very risque and were literally bumping up against the censors. In fact, they had to actually cut uh, the, the shower sequence in such a way to try to get past the, the censors. But guess what? It ended up actually making for a really well-made movie because it meant the directors and the writers actually had to be creative and not just rely on the, oh, well, sex sells, you know? Whereas I think the entire plan and the entire uh, agenda of HBO since its inception has been, oh, we need to get people to spend extra money for our service. How can we do that? Oh, let's go ahead and appeal to their most base desires. And hey, it's been successful for them. But I mean, at, at what cost? Think about how HBO and and what they have done has also changed even broadcast television. Think about what you now see on regular television, even just some basic cable networks that you would never have seen 10, 20 years ago. Not for the best, right? There are some things that may change that, that are for the better. There's other things that I think ultimately are, are much, much worse for us as just as a culture and as a society. Um, let's see. Soul Assassin says, High school in the early 2000s, baggy pants, tall t-shirts... Crunk, rap, and new metal playing the horror. Yes. That was me, early 2000s. Keely Chow says, What they're doing is no different than Wes Moody showing one of his clean Star Trek parodies to kids, which he would never do. Um, in certain ways, yeah. Because that's the other thing, too, is Game of Thrones does appeal to, again, it, it appeals to all people, right, as far as, you know, men and women are concerned, but one could see that it definitely skews male, and I know that there are students who watch it, right, I know that there are student age kids that watch it, because they watch Game of Thrones, and guess what, they like the battle sequences, they they, they like uh, the, the characterizations, but guess what, they probably also like the other elements that are being exposed, and so just to think about that, and to think about, once again, that continued desensitizing, you know, desensitizing of it, um, I, I think it is a it's a part of the problem, right? It's not the only problem, right? Game of Thrones is not the cause of, of all of these things, but it, it's a part of it, you know? It's a part of it. And that's why I think it's very important to call it out because I definitely don't feel like I'm one of the only voices out there about it. Orange Hat says, not defending. According to a few friends, the character of Renera is supposedly 19 years old. As she was 17 in episode 3, I personally won't watch it and I'm dead to Game of Thrones after reviewing 8 seasons. And I guess here's the problem, though, is that in the show, they don't establish that. In the show, all they establish is that she is a young girl who needs to find a suitor. 
Uh, at one point in the show, they mentioned her not being yet of uh, of age. Um, at one point, I believe they even used the phrase like, "Oh, well, don't worry, you won't have to you won't have to bed the person until you're of age." And again, if they're trying to go for that medieval time frame of age, meant something very specific. So again, they might be getting that from the books. The problem that I have, again, people who are going to the books in this case don't understand and are not paying attention because the show and how the show has portrayed those two characters that I was talking about, they have portrayed them from the beginning as being young and not 18, 19 young, but 13, 14 in the first episode, meaning that you're talking about 15, 16 by, by the next couple of episodes and still making them look really young by the time the the fourth episode comes around. So again, that that's <laughs> that is on them in how they have portrayed those characters. And that is the issue that I am taking up with this. All right, it's already bad enough. I can already talk about, you know, even if they were the older actresses that are going to play them, right? Still having the same issues morally with just again, the oversaturation of, of the sexuality. The biggest problem, the bigger problem with this compared to any other thing that we've seen in even Game of Thrones is the way in which they are portrayed. That That is what I'm trying to get at. Jens Jurgensen, have you seen Field of Dreams yet? I have not, brother. I'm sorry, man. I am sorry. We're back at school, so it is uh, tough. Uh, Marcus Cato, what's going on? So we've been just kind of having more of a, a general discussion. We've kind of been hopping back and forth between Cobra Kai, House of Dragon, because there was controversy of, over, over my recent video as well. Um, and, uh, and we've also talked a little bit about Reacher too, so... So far, I'm, I'm kind of liking, uh, I'm liking the the groove that we're going through here, liking the groove. Let's see. Dragon Bricks says, not only that, but for a person who organized karate tournaments, to like Rocky was very fitting. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, it was great. It was fantastic. Loved seeing that uh, that reference in there. Nearside, nearside Cyclops, what is going on? Uh, Fuzzy says, putting in pornographic into a show is a poor substitute used for lack of good writing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, oh, we can't tell this in a more creative way, or we can't actually tell a coming-of-age story without relying upon... And, and that's why I even said at the very beginning of, the, uh, of, of my review of that episode... Basically, the way I describe it is that this is the 1960s sexual revolution in an episode. Because you have, once again, I don't know how many times I had to say it, the reminder of, oh, well, you're just a woman, and you are worthless unless you have a uh, husband and you start to push out male heirs. It's like, okay, you've mentioned this now every episode. We get the point. We get the idea. Move on. <laughs> Build up some of the other characters. Create more with what you have. And, and they still can't quite get past that. So you already have that part of it. And now you have, again, the whole sexual awakening of the character of the young Targaryen girl. And that, to me, is that was the most disturbing sequence of everything. Right? Not only because of, of the, the way in which, again, she is being portrayed... In that episode, she is being portrayed as a as a teenager. She is being portrayed as someone who couldn't be more than 16 years old, like 16, 17 max. Either way, disturbing stuff. Add that, add to that the whole aspect of her uncle 
being one of the starters of that. Add to that her then seducing a knight that is older as well. Not to as much a degree as the others, but still. And, and you start to realize, okay, yeah, it's a little bit more than what some of the defenders of, of the episode are, are talking about, you know? See, Mike Jackson says, I worked security at a gentleman's club in San Diego. Had to quit. I jokingly said I had to quit when I started picturing the ladies with clothes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah. I mean, well, thank God you were able to get out of that, man. Because sometimes sometimes people take jobs because they are, are intrigued by the environment. Some people take jobs because they feel like they, they need to. But uh, ultimately, it's just, yeah. It is, um, it's awful. In reality, it was really bad for my relationship ability. Yeah, Mike Jackson, again, that, that's, that's exactly it. No, it's true, though. Because, again, if you have become so habituated into looking at another person as an object for your own gratification, which is, by its very definition, dehumanizing, it's going to make your other relationships. Because your other relationships, when they don't live up to the fantasy that you have built into your mind, and really the poison that you put into your mind, it's what causes, as I said, if you talk to a large portion of the marriages that fail, almost always one of the top reasons of why the marriage failed has something to do with pornography. Simple as that. It's evil. JKD Buck, Brazilian jiu-jitsu will wear you out. You will use every muscle of your body like when you swim. It's difficult but rewarding. Well, I used to swim uh, when I was younger, so it definitely would be nice to get back into shape uh, with that. Marcus says, are you aware that there are some beautiful silver pieces of the Archangel Michael made in South Korea of all places? Uh, no, I did not. By silver pieces, what do you mean? Like coins or, or, or what? I'm intrigued. Tell me more. Tell me more. Alice McCarthy says, even I don't get why someone can like She-Hulk. Well, I'm glad that you like that. Major Kane, says Jen Jurgensen. And Blazer says, Capoeira Capoeira is a Brazilian martial art that combines dance and acrobatics in it. Sounds like fun, but yeah. Uh, Rob D says, just finished watching Scooby-Doo. Where are you on HBO Max? Next up is Scooby-Doo show and what's new Scooby-Doo and all that. And that's all that I care about. Hey, kudos to you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, old school Scooby-Doo. That's that's where it's at. Oh, man. Daniel Thompson, what is going on? Hail to you. Welcome. Uh, Jens Jurgensen, you already tagged me and you already asked me. But as uh, for those that maybe haven't been around in a while, remember, I am always 20 to 30 minutes behind. It's 8.02 in real life. It is 7.42 in the chat. You can do the math on that. All right. Chat has jumped on me like it always does. Uh, let's see. Still no one on, on the rumble, but Hey, it's there. If you want it, if you need it, um, let's get back into the YouTube chat. Cause we're having some, we're having some good discussions tonight. Just another red shirt says my English teachers taught me to despise literature. And that just always just makes me uh, so sad. Right. Cause I know that that is not their intention, right? The intention of most of those teachers, I honestly think is to try to share the same love that they have. Right. In, 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 in most cases, I would hope in most cases, maybe it's in only some these days, but um, yeah. And that's the reason why I always try to uh, show the passion that I have for my faith, because ultimately I don't just want to, you know, say, Hey, here's a bunch of information that you need to memorize. It's, I want them to, 
be able to understand, even if they don't agree, right? For them to at least be able to say, okay, what you are saying is logical, is reasonable, and then it gives them something to chew on, basically, you know? And, and I think that that should be the goal of, of any teacher. And I think that we we succeed in some areas, we fail in other areas, we try to grow and learn um, as well as we keep going through. Um, but one of the things that I can say is, is, you know, when something is right for you, especially job wise, vocation wise, when you both enjoy, it's, it's not necessarily the looking forward to it, but when you are actually in the process of, um, where you're actually in the process of, of teaching when you are just enjoying it. I mean, when I am in the lecture form, for instance, and I'm walking around and I'm trying to expand and, 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 you know, especially when the kids start to ask questions and engage the material, it's some of the best time that I have is, is being able to go through those things. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's sad though, that there are a lot of teachers out there that unfortunately, you know, and I think that top dog talks about it saying the education, he says education system as a whole sucks. And it's like, I both agree and disagree, right? I, I just, I disagree because I do think that education has a, a place um, however, I have to agree as well, because I do think that the education system has become corrupt in a, in a lot of different ways. I think that there's been a strong movement away from the actual, not just gaining of knowledge, but learning how to learn like that. That should be the main objective of any school is learning how to learn. That's why I honestly think a lot of schools would, would benefit to going back almost to a, uh, like talking about like almost like a medieval era style of teaching. Um, think about it like as like some of the first schools really. Um, even the, if you, even beyond like the middle ages or like the scholastic period within, within the church, you could even say either that or the ancient Greeks where education was about asking questions and trying to discover truth learning how to formulate arguments, how to formulate statements, how to use logic. Because uh, I'm, I'm preparing lessons for the five ways of Thomas Aquinas. And in doing so, I'm reading the, the material of Thomas. I'm reading the Summa Theologica, and I'm also reading the uh, Summa Contra Gentilis, which have a lot of these, these proofs. Uh, the, the Summa uh, Contra Gentilis actually goes into a lot of these details of Aristotle specifically, right? Because Aristotle is the one that formulates these arguments, right? Of unmoved mover and, and of causation. And he expounds upon them. And I'm just reading it. I'm like, this is just such, this is just such good and rich material. But the sad thing is, is that most of my students, they're going to get to it and, and they're just going to, even after explaining and even going through it slowly, it just will go over their heads, you know? Because this stuff, I feel like used to be something that uh, students their age would actually be able to understand, but we've had such a fall because we, we've lost the basics, right? We've lost the basics of just learning things like basic logic and uh, skills like rhetoric, right? Being able to formulate an, an argument. And I think we need to bring them back. Philosophy, big time, is is a major hole in most schools' curriculums, I would say. But what would I know? But what would I know? Uh, let's see. Hound 3000, what's going on? Mark Lesseth, welcome back. Uh, Orange Review says, Connery is the first, the best, the only Bond. Fight me. Hey, I respect it. I do. I respect it. I really honestly respect those that love 
the Sean Connery version of Bond. That's just that's just not me. Scott McKenzie, GoldenEye is an excellent Bond film. I will agree. That's the Bond I grew up with. So I definitely have an affinity towards GoldenEye, especially the N64 GoldenEye game. Man, oh man, that game is a lot of fun. The multiplayer especially. Slappers only. If you've ever played the N64 version uh, versus mode and you've played Slappers only, you know how much fun that can be. Judge on the Redshirt says, Pierce Brosnan was the closest to the original character from the books, according to Christopher Lee. Interesting. I didn't know Christopher Lee had actually added anything to that discussion. Mackenzie says that Connery is his favorite Bond. Again, I like... It's not that I think that... Because I've never read the books, okay? It's not that I think Timothy Dalton is the best Bond. It's that he is the person I enjoy the most as that character. So... <laughs> uh... Thank you again for hanging out with me tonight. This is tons of fun. Dragon Age says, uh, sorry, Dragon Age says, of age, even in Game of Thrones time, of age was defined as a girl's first uh, cycle. I would think uh, House of the Dragon was the same. Exactly. And again, that is one of the points that I'm trying to get at. I think I was being, (laughs) I think I was being very fair in, in the present, like saying even the best case scenario these these young women right because in real life yes they are young women one of them is 19 the other is 22 which is still very young um again you could say legal adults yeah but think about where people are mentally nowadays where they compared to what they were you know decades and decades ago regardless of that add to the fact that they would have been a year or two younger when they actually filmed the stuff and then add to that the fact that they are being portrayed in the show as being, again, when this event happens, somewhere between 15 and 17 is how, again, visually is being portrayed. I don't care what the books say on this instance and at this point in time because the books are relevant to how they are being portrayed specifically in the show. And that, to me, causes a greater concern. Why are the showrunners and creators trying to portray them in a younger way? That, I think, is the question that we should be asking, and that is why I think more people should be a little bit more, let's just say, critical of, of what is going on, specifically. All right, let's see. JKD Buck says, Are you excited for the new Avatar movie? Sarcasm. Oh, you know it. I can't wait for the re-release of the first Avatar. Oh, I can't wait to go see the giant blue Smurf people in IMAX again. Oh, Sarcasm, if you couldn't tell. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to come out so that it's just so that it can be over with. That's what I really want. I just wanted to come out so it can be over with finally. Uh, Big Raj, thank you for the thumbs up super sticker. I appreciate it. You, you Canadian lovely fella. You are awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Four people watching over on Rumble. Light up. I was gonna say light up the Rumble. Uh, smash the Rumble button. And uh, leave one of the, in the Rumble rants, you can message if you want. Just tag at Odin, the very beginning of your comment, at Odin. Let me know you're trying to get my attention. Uh, One Commandment says, can't do Rumble yet, needs work. Yeah, I mean, all of the alternatives need work. I am a big fan of Odyssey, but they have buffering issues more often than not. And Rumble, I think, is a really, to me, it's the most polished of the alt platforms, probably because it has the most money and infrastructure. Um, but yeah, it's also not perfect either. 
See, Kirzilla says, uh, George R. R. Martin goes overboard with the children in his books. That's always been my main complaint with his lack of finishing books coming in second. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Let's see. Uh, Tina, I think that anyone would have seen it because I... <laughs> I think I've seen you post that like 20 times at this point. <laughs> but no, seriously, go go support Tina and Steph on Soup to Nuts. They're having a watch party this Friday, so go check it out. All righty then. Let us see. Dragon Brick says, Thomas Aquinas is a hard read. I like watching people talk about his materials, but I could not read them myself. I think if you maybe took your time with it, I think it would probably... I think you would probably be able to, to to get through it. It again, it's it's dense. There's no question about that that it's dense. And there's there's things that even I have to be like, oh, I need to I need to look up this term again to to remind myself of what he's trying to get to, especially when he gets into discussion about essences and um and other and other phrases like like that. But it it's something where I think I personally think most of it reads pretty logically pretty matter-of-factly which is why i've i've always been very much drawn to it and also just like how how methodical he is i think the first thing you need to do of course is just understand how the structure is uh that was one of the mistakes i made last year was i had students read it without giving them a premise of how every single question and every single article is is actually established and what does it mean to say like objection one objection two and then the i answer that the said contra um, so I did that this year. So that way, when we do our in-class activity, um, going through it the first time, there will be some confusion, but I think it'll also be, they'll together with their minds working together in a group, they'll be able to, to work out some of those concepts. It's just awesome. It's just, you, you look to his work and you look to like what Aristotle was able to do back in ancient Greece and how Aquinas was able to take a lot of it and, and further explain it and, and put it into, a, a, a more common understanding and kind of be able to fill in the gaps that may have been missing from Aristotle. It's just, it's just really cool. It's cool to see that synthesis happen. Uh, Souls has that to say, GoldenEye is coming to the Switch. I was hoping that that would happen. Um, is, that, is that something that was newly announced? Because I have the N64 package, and I know that they're adding stuff all the time. Um, I, don't, I don't play my Switch nearly enough. Um, then again, it's probably a good thing because it's, it's one less thing to <laughs> distract me away from uh, the most important things of all, which of course are, are God and family, but uh, but oh man, that that's gonna change the game for me because I I love that game so much. Uh, Hugo M says, "Odin, what's going on, brother? Welcome, welcome, welcome." Tina says, "Christopher Lee was allegedly one of the inspirations for James Bond because Christopher Lee was amazing and a real man. He probably knew one one thousand ways to kill someone. Met Rasputin's assassins. Dang." And then she says, I think I'm in love with Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee is like one of those legends. You know how there's all the Chuck Norris jokes? Whereas there are Chuck Norris jokes, there are Christopher Lee statements. I think I could say that pretty confidently at this point, right? So you've got all the jokes surrounding, uh, you know, Walker, Texas Ranger. But when it comes to Christopher Lee, no, you just have factual statements that just make him a, a pretty hardcore dude. <laughs> 
Uh, Kirzella says, GoldenEye was amazing. Those were some fun times. Four guys sitting around wa- waiting to pick Odd Job. Slappers for the win. Slappers only, definitely one of the most fun game modes. Also, after the fact, looking to see what your ranks were. So, uh, after you would play in the versus mode, they would give you, like, there's different awards that you could win. So you could win like most cowardly and, and other things like that. That was always a fun one too. Um, but yeah, playing that mode or playing, I think there was a mode where you could play with the golden gun, which is a single shot kill. Like that one, which is a very quick one. Cause it's just like, pew, you know, da-da-da. so, so good. Been so long since I played it. Uh, Hardwick is back in the chat. What's up Hardwick? Says, Alan Rickson made a Sunday sermon last year in which he implied that right-wing people can't be true Christians, twisted the meaning of Matthew 5.39 and said Jesus was a socialist. Uh, yeah, it's, it's clearly ignoring some very key elements to the teachings of Christ. Christ was neither a capitalist nor a socialist. <laughs> he was Christ. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how else to really put it more simply. Um, but yeah, it's all about saying this is the path this is the way right i am the way the truth and the life because one of the important things too is when people get to the passage um maybe not the one you're speaking to specifically but um to the passage about the the young man right he's trying to find a way you know what does he need to do to enter eternal life and he's told to give up all that he has right because he's talked about i do all the law etc people forget that that was a prescription for that specific person because Christ recognized in that person that the thing holding him back was his wealth, was his property. For some people, that is something. For other people, it's something else. And uh, yeah, I definitely think that there are passages that are used. Anytime that someone tries to push a, a political agenda, especially with anything from Scripture, is is snake oil salesman level is the best way I can describe it. Um, let's see. JK Buck says, St. Augustine is my favorite. I mean, who names their kid after a town in Florida? Nom, 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 nom. Well, you see, there's a different name there, right? Because it's St. Saint Augustine, Florida, but, uh, the saint is, is St. Augustine, um, is the proper, uh, the proper pronunciation if you're amongst the academic circles. <laughs> Giant Killer, I don't know if you ever heard of or would be interested in Death Battle, but this last episode was James Bond versus John Wick. It sounds very similar to what Greatest Warrior or something Warrior, where they would put a uh, actual, like, actual epic warriors up against each other in a simulation. So they'd have like a a Viking up against a Spartan, right? So they would put in all of this data, try to see, okay, what are their hit points? What are the defense points? All these other things. So I'm imagining it's similar to that, only now they're using, like, fictional characters. So that sounds intriguing, at the very least. Uh, Between those two, I would have to say there's no way John Wick loses. I mean, just, just, again. Abomination says, that death battle thing sounds a lot like Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, Celebrity Deathmatch, that was another fun show back in the day. The Claymation. Uh, Oh, yeah, so many good things. So many good things. My moon base. Mike Jackson, pardon me, Mr. Jackson, that is not what a knife, uh, that is not what a knife in the back sounds like, says Sir Christopher Frank Cardinally. Yeah, seriously, it's like, uh, you, you have, you have the, uh, the fake stories about, uh, 
You have the fake stories about Walker, Texas Ranger, but you have actual real-life accounts. Yeah, Christopher Lee. Yeah, Chuck Norris absolutely would fear Christopher Lee. That's 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 kind of like the main thing I was trying to get to. Rosie G says, the left loves claim Jesus, and they sing Imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's because they thought that Jesus is a hippie. It's like, um, yeah, pretty sure he, he says constantly, all right, don't sin again. Oh, I'm going to help you up, but don't do this again. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but outside, yeah, guess what? Wailing and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> uh, but yeah people just want the the fun hippie jesus without the rules jkd buck says my two best friends and i went to see goldeneye in theaters we walked out saying with confidence bond is back nice dude yeah i mean i don't think that he was necessarily the best or or, or great bond i think goldeneye is just a really fun uh really well done pierce brosnan very especially especially in that film good I had never seen the second one up until when I was watching it from like beginning to end, like the entire series with my wife, and I actually liked the second one. Um, all the ones after that, though, it's just like, ugh. I mean, you have the Ice Palace one where he also is surfing a tsunami, and it's just gosh awful. And I want to say the one before that, I forget the major plot point, but I remember just like, ugh, this is just not good. Not good. Let's see. You mean uh, the show Deadliest Warrior? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the original show that I was talking about. When young Chuck Norris went to bed, he checked his closet for Christopher Lee. Yes, Laura. Yes, you definitely win the evening with with that comment. (laughs) All righty. Well, hey, with that, I am caught up with the chat, everybody. Uh, And so since we still have a little bit of time... Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's do a giveaway. Let's do a giveaway. It's been a while since I've done a giveaway on the channel, so go ahead and get your cookie counts ready. Let me see what I can give away. All right, there we go. So uh, there will be two prizes on the line. So for those that have never done giveaways before, you'll notice that a lot of people are doing their cookie counts. Uh, You can check your cookies by putting exclamation point cookies, and it'll tell you how many cookies you have. So for instance, Mark Lizeth, see, he put exclamation point cookies, and then this is what popped up for him. It says here, that he is a part of the Army of Asgard with the level of hours because he has 216 hours of watch time. Thank you very much, Mark, for that. And his cookie count is 83,475. So that is how to actually... uh, That's how to actually read that. So what I'm going to do is get this set up here. And yeah, let's do this. So the let's reset that. I did pick a winner. There we go. All right. So, boom. Giveaway is now officially open. So, as you can see, Heimdall, right, 
has given you some information here. So Heimdall has pointed out that this is a regular thing, so you have to have at least two watch hours. I don't think that's asking too much. Two watch hours to be able to enter in. Entry cost is 50. So that means 50 digital cookies. So for instance, uh, Fuzzy has 2,690 digital cookies. So therefore, 50 is the cost of one ticket. All right, is the cost of one ticket. Before you enter, I should probably tell you the prizes. So, uh, these are the two prizes. The first one is Hell or High Water on 4K Steelbook. This is an amazing steelbook and also an amazing film as well. If you have never seen this before, I highly, highly recommend it. Jeff Bridges, Chris Pine, Ben Foster in it. Also from the same writer as Sicario. Um, this is absolutely phenomenal. By the way, the same writer as Sicario... And of this film is also the same writer behind other well-known shows, more recently well-known shows um, that have done very well. I believe one of the newest ones is 1886. Um, it's the same guy who's, I don't know the name, blanking out on the name of the other show. Anyway, uh, he's a very well-known guy uh, with, with, again, a lot of great writing credits. He has done tons of, of good stuff. So here's the first one. So it's a 4K steelbook of Hell or High Water. And it's also a great steelbook because it is from Lionsgate. And Lionsgate, they know how to actually put these things together. Also, The Punisher will be the second one. So, The Punisher, this is the the OG Punisher as far as the films are concerned. The ones that I'm aware of at the very least. This is the Thomas Jane John Travolta one. 4K steelbook. Again, Lionsgate. Great artwork all together. So, this is a, a YouTube exclusive, of course. But if you want to enter in for a chance to win, again, it's 50 cookies per entry. That's our currency here. If you watch the stream, you get cookies. So, for instance, uh, Laura, as she is one of the mods, as a part of the Court of Asgard, she has 293 hours and has, let's see, 532,000 digital cookies. So, with this specific giveaway, as you saw Heimdall mention... This is one where you will... Let me try and see if I can find it again. So you can enter in for up to 100 tickets. Each ticket costs 50 cookies. Each ticket costs 50 cookies. So if you put in for more than what you can afford, it won't enter in. So let me go ahead and pull up my end. So right now, I have Hardwick in for 100, Dean Heiss in for 100, Mark Lizeth in for 100, and Hound 3000 in for 100 tickets. So, that means that each of their tickets cost 50, meaning that they spent, let me see if I can math here, 5,000 cookies? Would that be the correct number, I believe? 5,000 cookies to buy 100 tickets? And that's the max. That is the max. So again, if you have the cookies to enter in already, if you have the cookies to enter in already, Right, so Hardwick, for instance, was able to enter in with 100. He put enter, exclamation point, a space, and then 100. So that's him saying, I want 100 tickets, and they cost 50 cookies each. So that's why you got you to gotta do some of the math on your end. I can only help you so much. Uh, Dean Heiss also had entered in there. All right, I'm going to let you uh, <laughs> go in. So remember, it does only keep count of your stream watching if you are signed into your account. 
So some, sometimes people sign into different accounts or sign in with a different email address or something like that. So sometimes that might be why I see the old guard say 2.42 hours is not correct. Uh, again, as I said, uh, sometimes that's how it works. Also, uh, remember that sometimes if you watch the whole stream, right, if you're not signed into the that account, it, it could always pop up in different ways. Kirzilla entered in for 100. But again, you don't have to enter in for 100. You could enter in for one. Let's say you have uh, only uh, 50 cookies, right? You could you could enter in uh, for, for one ticket. But let's see. Uh, JKD Buck, I have you for 100. Orange Hat Reviews for 100. G-Man for 100. Kirzilla for 100. And Gus for 100 as well. All right, let me give you all another 30 seconds or so. There is a slight delay in it, so... Uh, don't don't wait until the last minute. <laughs> oh man! But I will let people know who are in the last uh, twenty seconds now who do enter in. But yeah, Hell or High Water is one of the prizes. The Punisher on four K is the other. And again, whoever is the first winner gets to choose uh, the one that they want. If the only if the other winner already has the other one, well then at that point. If you get it, once you get it, you can then choose to give it to a friend or however it is. I don't like the whole gifting to other people in the chat because it just, it becomes a little bit hectic. It becomes a little bit hectic. But both of these are fantastic films. Uh, Hell or High Water, I would say, is actually the far superior film. All right, so uh, going once, going twice. The last person I had was Gus for 100 tickets. So we are now going to close the giveaway. All right, closed. You cannot enter in anymore. Let's go ahead and pick our first winner. So our first winner is Curezilla. Curezilla, claim your prize. All you need to do is say, I want it, and then tell me the movie. So the two options, again, are Hell or High Water or The Punisher. So Curezilla just needs to say, yes, I claim it. And then which of the two would you like? And then after that, email me, uh, odinsmovieblog at gmail.com, and tell me where to ship it to. Congratulations to Curezilla. Uh, I saw Laura put in. <laughs> Laura says, but I have no friends. Oh, come on. Yes, you do. You have friends. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. A deep, deep, a dab, a scoop, a two, and you've got a friend in me. You're welcome for that, by the way. So, yeah, congratulations, Kirazilla. Let me know which movie you are claiming. Hell or High Water, great choice. Excellent choice. Excellent choice there. Yes, the Randy Newman. All right, so that means our second winner is going to receive the Punisher. So our second winner is Mark Lerzeth. Mark, claim your prize, good sir. And I believe you've contacted me already before. Apparently, the FBI has just raided Mike Lindell. Man, the FBI is going insane these days. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Mark Lerzeth says, I want it. You got it. So... Email me, ozbvlog.gmail.com, uh, or if you're on the Discord server, you can DM me on Discord. Is a perfect way to contact me as well. Let me know where to ship it to. By the way, it reminds me, Orange Hat Reviews did win a recent giveaway. 
Um, I'm just trying to figure out how to ship it to you. It's the John Wayne book, Orange Hat, that you won. I'm trying to find the right box for it because it's a larger book. Um, my wife actually had an old Mac uh, box that I think it might work and fit in. Uh, so just do know, it hasn't been sent to you yet, Orange Hat, but it will be soon. So that was from the, the giveaways. If you're a part of the Keeper of the Bifrost level or above on Patreon, subscribe star, you get access to the Discord giveaways channel. And there's currently a live giveaway right now, which I'm about to choose a winner for probably tomorrow. And that one is actually featuring something pretty cool. So my father-in-law sends me some things that he thinks that people would like. So one... Okay, you got yourself a little nice little package uh, here. And uh, what's in here, though, I think is the cool part. So, again, this is something that's currently live on, uh, on, the, on the Discord. So, it basically has, like, Starfleet plans. And literally, it has, like, the layout of the, of the ships and everything. So, it tells you, like, where the bridge is. So, it's definitely a fun little collector's... Uh, item. So for any Star Trek fans out there, um, if you are in the Discord and you are part of the Keeper of the Bifrost on either Patreon, Subscribestar, or Locals, then you get access to that giveaways channel. But anyway, it's got blueprints basically for all different kinds of, of ships. So again, for, for Star Trek fans, I think that that would be something. So again, shout out to the father-in-law for sending me those, those things to give away. So um, anyway, that's the one that's currently live on the Discord and the Giveaways channel. And I will be choosing a winner probably sometime tomorrow for that. Uh, Orange Hat, glad to hear that you got your Steelbook, man. Uh, those are so much easier to ship out, but I will be sending your book very, very soon. So again, the two winners tonight, congratulations. Please make sure you uh, send me an email. No, you can't have your cookies back. That is the whole, that is the whole uh, point of it. That is the whole point of it. Bruce says, I have not received the box. What? I'm very confused by that, Bruce. Contact me on, on Discord so that way we can try to hash that out. But yeah, that's one of the costs. That is one of the costs, right? Because you enter in for the giveaway. It's like, hey, I'm paying it forward, as it were. And so, uh, yeah. But... That's that's the risk you take, but don't worry, I will be. <laughs> yeah, the cookies are not refunded. That's what makes it a giveaway. It makes it a risk, risk reward uh, type thing. Anyway, so that's gonna be it for me this evening, though. So thank you all very much for being here. We just showed up over on Odyssey. Top Gun Maverick just broke past Iron Man three on Hong Kong's box office. Well, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. So before y'all head out, please make sure you smash the like button, like the fire button on Odyssey as well. Thank you to everybody out there for your love and for your support. Ah, okay. No. Uh, well, I have not gone. So it usually takes me a while to get back to the P.O. box because of, of work and everything. So I've not gone to the P.O. box. I don't know if it's there. Uh, and I, I know that I have the uh, the tracking. But again, my, my brain is just all over the place. So... Thank you all very much. Huge shout out to Tina B, Empress of the Universe. Thank you so very much for uh, modding tonight. Thank you also to Laura, of course, the Modern Major General, for being here too. Uh, thank you for for all your love and for all your support. Just print more cookies. What do you think this is, America? Come on, man. Uh, so hopefully y'all enjoyed that. Again, we do giveaways every now and then. 
And uh, I'm going to go ahead and get some ice cream. I'm going to get some ice cream because my voice is tired. Anyway, shout out to Joey Horn. I'm going to add you to the end video at some point. I know it's now becoming like a recurring joke at this point. But seriously, Joey Horn, I'm going to add uh, add you. It's been fun hanging out with every single one of you guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Next stream will be on Friday uh, for Friday Night Tights. So I will see you hopefully then. After that, we have, of course, a Saturday stream. Chosen of a Hollow stream will be coming up soon. I still need to figure out with my wife whether a Sunday would work because I'm trying to do the Saturday morning or really afternoon streams with the Salty Nerd crew talking about Rings of Power. Uh, we had a really great stream the other week, and so uh, I want to try to do that, but also, of course, want to try to get the Chosen stream figured out. So Chosen, be on the lookout for getting tagged in that channel for all the active Chosen members, uh, be ready for for that. It'll be either Saturday or uh, Sunday, uh, probably towards the end of the month, if I had to guess. So anyway, that's going to be it for me this evening, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful rest of your evening, and as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout-out for all of my September Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members. Starting off with my Patreon members, Chris from the 80s, that's his YouTube channel, Garrett Searles, Hymir Irie Hymason, Jeff Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Orange High Reviews, you can also find on YouTube by the same name, Rosetta Allen, YouTube's name is Eagle Rider, Stan Andrian, and Miss Martin Muses, and that is her YouTube channel. Thank y'all very much for supporting me over on Patreon. Also, for all my subscribe star peeps, Matt317, that's his Twitch channel name, support him there, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Ron, The Beer Guru, and ZK Man. Thank you, K-Man, as well, and you can find him at xtheboundaries.co, and thanks to all of my subscribe star members. And lastly, to my locals members, Locals has definitely been hopping a lot more recently. Uh, shout out to Miss Miss rather, Miss Minnesota hockey fan. How about a hockey player? UAB Mad Dog. Mad Dog? UAB Mad Dog. Mike Jackson for the win. Brett D90. And the amazing lawyer Robert Barnes. Thank you all for supporting me over on Locals. And if you want your name shouted out vocally at the end of every single live stream and video, make sure that you support me over on Patreon, Subscribestar, or Locals. And you can find out more information about it on those websites and check out the top link in the video description below if you want to find out more about how to get that. Access to podcasts that I do with John the Flick Flickinger. And also, how to be featured on the Chosen of Valhalla live stream, which I do once a month with my Chosen of Valhalla members. And it's always a lot of fun. Anyway, that's going to be it for me today. You guys all have an amazing rest of your day. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Beautiful people. And as always, God bless.